to another episode of the Yellow Butterfly Podcast. Mm-hmm. I am your host, Denisha Smith. Alongside of me is my co-host, Jocelyn And we have our guest of the month, Dr. Oh, Rich. It's the last one. And it's the last one. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, we have Dr. Ellison with us. Um, and this whole month of March is National Women's History Month. And so I've taken them on a journey, starting with women's history, ending with our second part of labor and delivery. This is our part two episode. Our last episode, we um, really dive deep into some great conversation. And so we just kind of want to continue from there and actually kind of move the focus back towards um, labor and delivery. So for those of you who are new, to this podcast, which is shame on you. You should have been liking, subscribing, rating, but we're glad you're here. Um, <laughs> um, we generally- I just got what you went to What was that girl talking about? That's what I need to know. Like, <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> to those of you who, first of all, we were just in reenacting the meme for those of you who didn't know. If you're listening, go to YouTube and watch- And the watch podcast. the meme yeah. so you can see the- um, so we have a list of questions and they usually are just rant about random topics. And so we number the questions and we have our guests pick the numbers and we answer them authentically and just kind of give our best perspective. Yeah. And we so just be talking. We just be talking girls <laughs> and me and so um this episode is a piggyback off last week's episode um labor and delivery and we have dr ellison here and dr ellison for those who are new which shame on you you should have been here the whole month um tell us a little bit about who you are dr ellison just a little bit because if they don't know they can go back to another episode. exactly we're fine I'm not repeating so uh, i am a certified nurse midwife um i was a nurse for eight years then became a midwife then i got my doctorate uh which is one of the highest degrees you can get in nursing um, and in advanced practice. So I am here for the people, especially the women. Um, yeah, lots yeah. of experience, but um, here to just spread joy and make sure our women are encouraged and educated. I love it. Encouraged and educated. Hashtag encouraged and educated. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. All righty. So we're going to go ahead and start off. Um, with Dr. Ellison, pick a question, one through four. Two. Number two. So um, if a woman needs to go to the hospital during birth, like if she planned to do it at home or at a birthing center, if she needs to go to the hospital, what are some things that she should know just in general or transferring from a birthing center into the hospital scene? Um, so the biggest thing is, um, any hospital in America is well equipped to, uh, have everything you need if you just walked off the street. So, um, of course you're going to pack in your bag, the essentials that you prefer, deodorants, toiletries, things like that, um, pads, panties. Um, but understand that all you need going into the hospital is yourself and some form of identification. Heck, if you forget that, they'll get it later you know, um, so doing your research on what things you prefer, baby outfits, but knowing that the bare minimum will be, um, given to you. So don't feel like you have to be super prepared. Don't feel like you're underprepared because once again, it is a hospital, um, and everything will be available to you. So no worries. Um, look at mommy blogs and, um, 
research things that you will need. No one's going to judge you if you came with eight suitcases, maybe just a little bit. But they're definitely not going to judge. <laughs> they're definitely not going to judge if you be like, listen, I'm not even from here. I got my purse. <laughs> so either way is fine. Okay. And it's good to think about because, you know, it's like it's a hospital. So clearly, if you came off the street for another random reason, they take care of you. So it shouldn't mm-hmm. be any really difference in birth. Right. All right, Denisha, pick a question. Number, pick a number. One, number one. Thank you. Um, all right. So number one, what are the standard procedures for newborns immediately following the birth? Which ones can you opt out of as a new mom or as a, as a couple, as a family? Um, so every state is different with their requirements, as well as within that state, every hospital is different. Um, but the standard uh, things that will be um, offered to you and your baby is PKU testing. That's a heel stick. Um, that's something that is um, usually statewide is sent out and it's testing for different type of metabolic dis- um, disorders with your baby that can be life threatening. Why the um, foot? Why the foot? It's just easier to get blood from there. Okay, that's what I was thinking. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or newborn, right? Yeah. Yeah. So um, they will send that out and make sure everything is good. Um, if there are any disorders, then they will follow up. Um, the hospital will personally call you. And that's why it's also good to know uh, what pediatrician you're going to choose because they will follow up with your pediatrician as well. Other things um, that will be offered immediately after birth are things like a vitamin K injection um, because uh, babies aren't born with those clotting factors to clot their blood should any trauma happen. Um, hepatitis B vaccine, which is if you're open to vaccinating your baby, um, the first dose can be given at the hospital, or you can delay it until your first pediatrician pediatrician visit, or you can just delay it in general if you're not going to vaccinate. Um, And then the third thing would be the erythromycin eye ointment. Um, That was the erythromycin eye ointment. Um, It's an antibiotic eye ointment. Um, oh, that's the stuff they rub on the baby's eyes. Exactly. That all the babies with all greasy and eyes. Yeah. Um, it's petroleum based, so it doesn't burn your baby's eyes or anything like that. It doesn't affect their vision. Most babies can't see. Um, they can just see like if you're breastfeeding their mom's face. That's that's really their range at that point. Um, but that was originally formulated for um sexually transmitted diseases that can be um present in the mom's vagina that can um blind the baby. So um, do your research on those. If you know you're in a monogamous relationship, those, those STDs would have been tested throughout your pregnancy. Um, so if you're okay saying no to those things, then great. You know, all, everything is not mandatory, even though some states and some state laws and some hospitals will try to threaten you. Um, it is your choice. You know, as long as you're well educated, you make those, own, you make those decisions yourself. Yeah, I definitely um, knew about the vaccines because as a teacher, you know, we have students who, you know, we know like, okay, you can get this vaccine, you know what I mean? Like, and then there was a time where I was teaching and it was like, you had to. And then there was a time where it's like, yeah, whatever, you know, however parents want to handle it. So that was interesting. But can I ask a question about the PKU? So what are some of the things that it tests? You told us about the eye stuff that tests like for STDs or it kind of, I guess. So the 
the difference, so the vitamin K and the um, eye ointment, those are things that are preventative, basically, uh, just, in, just in case. The PKU is actually testing your baby's blood work to see um, if your baby has any of these disorders. They're very rare, um, but most times those are state mandated. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you refuse those things, which you can, few women refuse those. That's the one thing that most moms usually do. Right. Um, but if you refuse those things, they'll make sure that, you know, the care is followed up very closely. Um, some state school and some hospitals will threaten um, child and family services involvement. Um, but the reason that the PKU test uh, is worldwide is because those disorders, like I said, are very like threatening. Um, there is a list of them. They're all hard to pronounce, honestly, and they're very rare. Um, but just getting that bill of health at least uh, can tell you how to proceed with your baby's care. Um, so if anything, I would encourage uh at least agree into the PKU screen just to make sure that you're well aware of those things that can happen in early childhood. Wow, it's crazy because um, when we did the PKU for RIV, it came back abnormal or like they couldn't test it. Mm-hmm. So I remember calling you and being like, oh my God, what is that? Yeah, mean? and it's a lot of room for error. Like the PKU yeah. screen is literally just a a sheet with five circles on five it. Circles, yep. You have to get enough blood in each circle and it can't go outside the lines. It's very tedious. Mm-hmm. So an abnormal could mean absolutely nothing, you know, right. um, that they just need to retest it. Um, and, they did and, she was, and it came back clear. Yeah. So um, if they tell you that something is wrong, that's less likely that uh, that is a mistake you know, because they're testing um, certain things in your baby's blood work. But say, yeah, if you get an abnormal, don't freak out. Just redo it. It's fine. It's literally heel stick. Just like a diabetic pokes their finger, they're poking your baby's heel to get those um, those samples. Yeah. That was interesting. Um, So, all right, Dr. Ellison, pick a number, number three or number four? Four. Number four, do you recommend for women to have sex while they're pregnant? And if so, is there a window of like, not before this period, but definitely after this period, you know? Um, So if you don't have any um, underlying issues, like a low-lying placenta or problems with bleeding, which you wouldn't know about, you know, or your provider has advised against it, then sex during pregnancy is highly advised, you know, um, there are studies out that show that exposure to your partner's semen ahead of time before pregnancy and during pregnancy lowers those rates of um, things like preeclampsia, which can arise in the third trimester. Um, and even at the end of your third trimester, when you're trying to have a baby, semen has prostaglandins in it, um, just like your body does. It helps soften the cervix. It helps prepare the cervix for labor. Um, Having an orgasm can, um, of course, make you have contractions. Earlier in pregnancy, those contractions are going to be just, you'll notice tightening, but they'll go away. But later in the pregnancy, they can also kind of be a precursor to labor. So sex- um, it, yes, it can speed up labor. Yeah. Orgasms, because that's your uterus contracting when you have an orgasm. Um, intercourse in general, even if you don't have an orgasm, most women contract after intercourse. 
um, or cramp, just like you can cramp after having sex. Mm -hmm. Um, Same thing. So sex during pregnancy, yes, definitely. Top of your list. Hmm. Along with donuts, and your provider should tell you expect like if you're having spotting after intercourse, that's normal. If you're having contractions or cramping, that's normal as well. Hydrate, lay down, and they should go away. You will know if it's labor if they continuously get stronger and stronger if they stay there and nothing helps them. Um, so you'll be able to determine um, the difference. But just because you're spotting or having contractions, if you know everything else is good, your placenta is in a good place, you can continue to do it. And you can't hurt the baby. You cannot. There is no man alive that can poke your baby in the head and your baby is now disabled. No, not a thing. It is not a thing, okay? Exactly. You ain't seen, the baby ain't seen. I don't want him to look at me and come out and look at me like that. Nope. And if he's uncomfortable, try different positions. If you feel like if he's uncomfortable, he's going to fall on the baby. Try side leg, try dog, whatever you need. Okay. Um, at some point in pregnancy, sex is just literally uh, um, a business deal. From being honest. Oh, <laughs> like, listen, we trying to have a baby. Come on. I don't, got, up, <laughs> I don't even got like you right now, but come on. Right, exactly. I'm yeah. tired. <laughs> exactly. Wake me up when you're done. <laughs> okay, we're not we're not gonna rape now. <laughs> make sure you're make sure you're aware and that you're okay with this. what is happening. I would just is it Tuesday night at eight o'clock? Yeah. Now, if you go to sleep while it's happening, that's on you. Oh. But make sure you get consent. Okay. <laughs> this week right here. Like my island, that was not me. Write it down, write it down. Man, write it down. Say she told me to do this. Exactly. This week's episode is sponsored by the Concrete Rose Company. Concrete Rose is a natural herbal company dedicated to healing, based in Atlanta, Georgia. Concrete Rose provides bath soaks, teas, tinctures, and salves for any of your ailment needs. Check them out on IG at Shop Concrete Rose Co. or online at shopconcreterose.co.com. Their info is in our description. Um, okay, so sex during pregnancy, check. Men, you're welcome. Um, and the last question that we have, oh, I, we have some more questions, but um, so pick question number one or two. One. <laughs> Another one? Another one? I picked one. <laughs> you did pick one. And so, one yeah. part, duh. Yeah, part, part, duh. <laughs> Okay, so number four or five, okay? No, you pick number four. Number three or five? Okay, you know what? I'm reading it. Yeah, pick one. I'm picking it for you. Okay. Okay. So tell us what a typical day in your office would be. What does that look like? As a provider? Yes. Um, So my office, I normally start um, seeing patients around 7.15. So my schedule is very OB heavy. So a lot of moms who are pregnant. Um, usually I have a lot of time, about 10 minutes to 15 minutes per patient, um, which, you know, we go under some women, it's their fifth baby. And they're like, girl, I just want to hear my baby. I'm out. <laughs> right. And then I'll have first time moms like, oh my God, this happened yesterday. And then last week, and it's tell me if it's normal, you know, and it just being there to listen to them. So it, it works, you know, um, I definitely don't spend 
10 to 15 minutes with every patient, but I can spend under or more. Um, and then of course I would have some um, GYN visits in there, like birth control, annual exams with pap smears and um, just, I got a UTI or why is this hurt? What is that bump? You know, right. um, That's really, cool. yeah, normally work an eight hour shift um, and get somewhat of a lunch. I end my day. My last patient is usually around 2.30, 2.45. Um, just because our, our, our office hours are a little different. Um, but anywhere from seven to three or eight to four. Um, and yeah, just making sure that, you know, all the patients are seen, they're accounted for, all of their um, problems have been addressed. And also patients that are out there that are pregnant, addressing their concerns and responding to emails, responding to messages, sending medicine, um, but it's fun. I love it. You know, um, the, the office part of it is really when you connect with your patients. Okay. Pause. Girl, did you just see <laughs> Nothing. Yeah, what happened? Somebody closed the door. Jenny, I sleep. Girl. Yes, you you want to follow her home. She's scared. She's pooped. Okay. Leave the cat now, Miss. Wait, what's his name? Um, Sparkle Donut. Spark. What's your the cat's name? Sparky Donut. Yeah, Sparky Donut. Lisa ain't messing with her today. I know, girl. I was laughing. I tried not to. Oh, I saw it. I was like. like their labor, they feel like their water is broken. Um, if they feel like, okay, it's not imminent, like I'm not pushing a baby out. Let me go to the hospital. I mean, let's go to the office, see if this is a real thing. And then you tell me what to do. So we do those. Um, we also do um, on the opposite end, moms who are early late, I mean, early pregnancy where they're not feeling their baby move yet. They're before 20 weeks. They're like, okay, I'm just freaking out. Like I've had a miscarriage or this is my first baby. Like, can I just take my baby's heart rate? Cause like, I'm freaking out. Like, is everything okay? Am I pregnant? We do those visits too. Those are called OB problem visits. Um, even though nothing maybe is not wrong, but those are add-in visits. So yes, we see those, we squeeze those in just to give those moms peace of mind. Um, some midwives are on call while they're um, in the office as well. Uh, that doesn't work well for my practice because we're very busy. So when I'm on call at the hospital, I'm not seeing patients in the um, in the office. 
I'm on call for 24 to 48 hours. And when my call shift is done, I'm off for 24 hours. So I was on call yesterday from 8 a.m. until 8 a.m. this morning, and I'm off today. Um, I would usually go back to the office tomorrow morning. Um, for some doctors, they will be on call while they're seeing patients. So sometimes I can get a little gray. Yeah, because yeah, if you have to go and do something, your patients can be waiting in the office for two hours, you know, if no one else is there to see them. So with our practice being so, yeah. So with our practice being so busy, we prevent that, you know, we, office is just for office and then your on-call days are strictly hospital-based. Do you guys, um, like when you're scheduling that, is it like so many of this a day or so many of, you know what I mean? Like, so yeah. OBG visits mm -hmm. So as far as like the patient volume, no, um, it's, you know, the schedule is put out and then once it's full, it's full. And of course you can double book and triple book if there's like problem visits. Um, but uh, in the hospital, the hospital requirements are different. I don't work for the hospital. So if they say, oh, you can't induce these many people this day because we don't have rooms, then of course they have limits on that. But as far as moms coming in labor, we have no control of that. We'll deliver anywhere, okay? If that someone is having a baby. Midwives yeah. anywhere. Any position, okay? Any position, that's what it was. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, so we have scheduled, um, you know, appointment times. But of course, we can deviate from that if we need to. Wow. I mean, think of, when you said any positions. I seen a video. This mom was like, I think she was walking, walking into in. the hospital and yeah. she ran the sidewalk and just like, oh, oh my and God. The guy, and the lady that was with her yes. just like reached in and like caught it at the same mm -hmm. time. Oh my. And then she finished exactly. walking in. Listen, it only happens in labor and delivery. Uh, everyone else is freaking out. And we're, meanwhile, we're like, you got some gloves? She having her baby. <laughs> I've delivered babies on the front lawn of multiple hospitals. I've delivered babies in the grass. I, my favorite experience was I called her um, Carrie because she literally had two ponytails. She was coming in, had a dress on. It was windy. It was leaves everywhere. And I walked out because we have buzzers. Labor deliveries are usually locked units where you have to buzz in. Um, and our labor delivery, you can walk into it, but you have to buzz in. So the dad buzzed the thing at the little um, circle part. He said, we need some help. And he just ran. And we were like, okay. Because <laughs> we can see them on a the camera. And I was like, okay, let me get some buzz. So I walk out the back door and I just see her hop out the car. And she's like, Ooh. I was like, no, come over here. <laughs> so I'm running to her. And she like stops. She sees me and she does three feet and she hits the grass. And we have a baby right there. We've had babies in the car right outside. It's fun though. Those are the fun deliveries. Yeah. Um, I, I love calling uh, maintenance or um, environmental <laughs> services and be like, can we pressure wash this? There's blood drops right here. <laughs> <laughs> There's a little bit of placenta over there. Don't eat it. Don't yes. Eat it. Yes. That bird, we had to pressure wash the, um, the sidewalk. Oh. And then I remember... We got in the room and she was like, are my Birkenstocks? I was like, honey, you don't want these Birkenstocks, okay? They're, they're done. Yeah, you do not want these. <laughs> At these this point, Birkenstocks. I'll buy you some more Birkenstocks. We're throwing these away. There's no okay, thing. These absorbent shoes. <laughs> exactly. Not that level. No, I wanted to have like, I'm sure it's like just movie stuff, but you know, like here in the department store and your water break, he's like, oh, water break. <laughs> something 
extra. I didn't have anything like that. <laughs> I was scared of that too. My water broke. Yes. I was scared of being in church and like sitting on a pew and my water broke and I would be so embarrassed. Of course it never happened, but I was like, oh my God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I gotta go. I never about my water breaking. With Daylani, I'm like, I had to get induced with her, but I was doing jumping jacks. I was running, you know, doing all the stuff to eating spicy foods and she wouldn't come out. I'm like, oh, they're like, oh my gosh if you've never driven to the hospital in labor no let me tell you I mean, my labor I was totally about to be like y'all get in the back seat put your seatbelts on because I'm driving my dad's self okay yeah yeah they induced me and all that so it was very you know scheduled and yeah Boo. It's a different experience. <laughs> Boo. I was in labor with my third during my oldest kindergarten recital. And he had learned his poems and all the other kids didn't know their poems because they didn't study. So listen, I was contracting the whole time, but they couldn't get to Ellison quick enough. He said that poem. We're recording. I have it on video. We're recording everything. I'm I'm breathing hard on the camera. I'm like, <gasps> yes, that's my baby. That's my baby. And that was your first baby too. Yes, we made it home, and I called the hospital because I was working for them. I was like, don't call. They're like, are we are you, are we expecting you? I was like, take a shower. I'll be <laughs> And I come downstairs, and I'm like, so we're just gonna go to the hospital. He's like, what? What, what do you mean? That was the longest eight-minute drive of my life to get to the hospital. Oh to the hospital. I was like on one leg. Oh my god! Go, 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 go! Did you feel Did you feel him coming out? No, it was seven. I should have known. Girl, I should have oh, known he was gonna come and rock my world. No, he was no nowhere close to falling out. <laughs> it felt like it. It felt like everything oh, was falling out in the car. Causing all the drama. <laughs> uh-huh. It's them June birthdays, boy. Listen, them Gemini's for you, okay? <laughs> mm-hmm. How's your experience? <laughs> okay, what we're not going to do is make me emotional. Uh, <laughs> One day I left about it. <laughs> when she graduated, she's like, you know what? Exactly. My experience looking back on it was... Uh, I call it beautifully traumatic. And I was actually just this week, I was looking back through my um, through my birth story when my girlfriends had hit me up and they just found out they were newly pregnant. And um, I was talking to her about like my birth story and I sent it to her and I was just reading it again. And I was looking at the pictures and uh, Riv came out with her, with the cord wrapped around her neck three times. And when I look back at the pictures this week, it was my first time like actually zooming in on the picture yeah you can literally see and her skin is like at the back is pulled because it was wrapped so tight mm-hmm. and like I remember telling my midwife like um I can't be in this position anymore like I like I literally have to get up and at first she was like okay you know we're just trying to make sure the baby's okay and I was like no like okay she's here I need yeah. I need to get up and she's like okay just wait and I was like no really and she's like we're trying to make sure your baby's breathing and I was like okay um Yes, I got it. But um, so I, I definitely call it beautifully traumatic for, for so many different reasons. I remember when you sent that picture, I was like, oh my God. And then I'm like, you shower? Yeah, girl. 
No water. No water runner. No water runner. In the shower. It was exactly the opposite. Not the exact opposite. The opposite would have clearly been in the hospital with, with medicine, but it was not at all how I pictured it. Yeah. And I remember when, when um, mm -hmm. I was like, okay, you know, I'm ready to get back in the tub. And she's like, oh, no, baby. Because that was my original goal was mm -hmm. to have like this beautiful water bottle. She's like, oh, no, you can't, you can't go back in there. And I was like, Easy cleanup though, like just spray it out. It's fine if they should spray what up. <laughs> I said the, the shower is easy cleanup. Like, oh, we're good. And that's literally what she did. And I think I remember telling you, Brittany, like there was clearly blood, you know. And I mean, it was on her feet. She was barefoot. It was on her feet, and you know, and um, she's just like hosing it down as yeah, I'm like stepping <laughs> out and stuff, you know. And they're wrapping me up and. I go lay down and um, before she left, she's like, okay, you have to pee. Like you have to, to mm -hmm. pee. And so I remember standing in the shower, like super naked, like with the shower hose, like all the stuff, like trying to make me pee because I really don't have to. And I must've spent like 25 minutes just like talking to them, naked as hell, blood everywhere. And they're just scrubbing it down. Like, yeah, girl, I'm like, what the hell? What the hell is this right now? What are you doing here? Yes, you lose all modesty when you're in labor, literally. I, I love the, the mom come in. They're like, I mean, a trench coat. And then the baby is crowning. I want all of this off. Get it all yeah, off. His legs open. Get, yeah, this get this baby out. Get it out. Get it out. I was so like nervous about like, I'm gonna do the poop. Oh thing. yeah, amazing. I even felt it. Girl, up I'm your worries. Like, look, I'm about to take this little <laughs> shit. Like, Please up your worries. Listen, anyone in the OB field, we're like, yeah, poop, yes, love that. We're the only people that encourage people to poop. Like, poop, poop right here. Poop, push my hands out. Poop. That's oh my gosh. That if I heard that another time, really? Yes. <laughs> she put her hands inside and was like, "You have to literally push my fingers out." Yes. Uh, and I was like, because most you don't want to poop on someone. So you don't want to use that muscle. So you're pushing, but it's all in your face. You're like, no, I'm not pushing. I'm not pooping. No poop. That's your baby's head. That's not poop. It yeah, just feels like that. And so from my perspective, because I'm facing this way in the shower, and of course, there's a wall. She's behind me and Ernie's to the side, like to the side, to the front. So I told him I did not want him to go back there. No, you don't need to see that. Like, I need you to be right here, 10 <laughs> And I was so Look at glad. me, my eyeball. Exactly. I was so glad he did that because he gave me so much strength um, in that time. But afterwards, he was telling me that I was so close to delivering her so many times. It was like a turtle shell. Yeah. Like she was coming out, and then I'd feel my, I'd feel it, and yeah, I clamp up. And yeah. My midwife wasn't telling me that, but what she wanted to say is. Freaking poop. Do what you need to do to get this. Yeah. That's just trying. Yeah. She's like, you know what? Just okay. Let's just try that again. I'll put my fingers in. But Ernie said that. Yeah. But Ernie said that her face was like, okay, no, that's okay. We'll try. And you know, we've been up for almost 24 hours at this point. Yeah. She's like, okay, you know, we're just gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna keep it going. We're gonna try again. And so it was like that. Just, mm, 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 mm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And moms do that. They get to that point where you're like, oh my God, yes, it's coming. And then they're like, oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. What you just did. Don't do that. Don't <laughs> well, we do not going to do that again. 
what you're not gonna do is stop it. <laughs> exactly. But I, you know, of course, no idea what it was. And then it yeah, was like, you have no idea. And just being able to communicate that, like I I warn moms, like when we start pushing, I'm like, listen, it's gonna be a time when you're like, get this baby out, and I'm gonna tell you to breathe, and you're gonna be like, I will choke you if you tell yes. me to breathe. If you tell me to breathe one more time. Yeah. There, my insides are ripping, you know, but it's all, it's the method to the madness. It's the yeah, she was, um, Lucy told me who I absolutely adore my birth team. I still keep in contact with them to this day. I'm so thankful for them, but, um, in due birth, in due season, birth center in Zephyr Hills, shout out, let it, um, but she, um, I remember her telling me when my contractions really started, they were like every freaking two minutes and 13 seconds. She's like, you should lay down and take a nap. Who is sleeping right now? And I said, I said, I cannot sleep with this. But Ernie said I did. He said that I, he said that I slept. I don't know how long it was, but he said I slept. I remember laying down and like getting up every so and like being pissed off and then laying down. I couldn't do this. Yeah, but he said I slept. So crazy times. We don't even know what we do. We don't even know what our bodies are are doing for us. So. The joy that God has gifted women. <laughs> okay, one last question I want to ask before we leave. We can make it short. Um, your first time delivering a baby. How was that? When was um, that? Was that in college too? Was that in college? To let you know that you wanted to do labor and delivery? Um, no, I my first time delivering a baby was when I was a labor and delivery nurse. Um, because I worked in, um, one of my first jobs was, uh, a high OB MD practice, um, or hospital based. So they didn't always make it for deliveries because they didn't want to really do anything. They want you to push with the patient. Let me know when the ears are hanging out. That's what they always oh say. You know, I want to just come in and catch the baby and be done. You know, I don't want to go through all that pushing. <laughs> so after learning like what each doctor like wanted, you know me. I'm a little vindictive. I'd be like, oh, oh you want to run? Okay, well, we don't push to the ears hanging out. <laughs> but the first time I did it, I was like, Ooh, okay, well, I, I noticed that babies deliver themselves. You know, you don't really have to do anything. All that fireworks and spectacle, you ain't got to do all that. The baby going to come out, you know? Yeah. Um, so that was my first time delivering a baby or attending a birth. Um, my first birth as a midwife student when I was in uh, my master's program, um, that was definitely, it was life-changing for me because it was a first-time mom. She was young. She was maybe 19. Um, I had happened to see her. Yeah, I happened to see her the same day in the office, and then she came in. I had gave her like this little cocktail. I'm like, here, take this stuff. You're going to have a baby tonight. And she did it and she came in when I was on call and she had her baby. And I remember her just looking at me and like, how can I do this? I was like, I don't know. I don't know. Baby beautiful. (laughs) We crying. We got pictures. We both like looking crazy. I'm like, we did it. We did it. I'll shake it. I know. I know. Yes. The first time, and I had done, I've had plenty of births as a nurse, you know, that weren't intentional or anything, but my first one, when I'm the sole person, like, okay, you responsible, girl, ain't nobody coming, ain't nobody running up the hallway, I was like, 
Nobody cut the cord. Do this. Where's the warmer? No, put that baby on your mom's chest. That's her. That's the warmer right there. Right. So it was an experience, girl. Listen, I'm sure blood everywhere because I ain't control nothing. I was just there as a bystander. What's that? What's that uh, saying? When um, it's like when black people say this, it's not a compliment. Girl, you better than me. <laughs> listen, listen. Glad that you know. You better than me. Mm-hmm. If you like it, I love it. That's how I was that birth. You like it, I love it. Girl, this my first birth. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! All right, you guys. Uh, this is our episode. Dr. Allison, thank you so much. Thank for you for being with you. us this whole month. Of course. Answering questions, talking about things, and just having a good time mm-hmm. um, celebrating Women's History Month. Um, if you guys haven't already, like, subscribe, subscribe, share, comment, whatever, all that stuff. Right. All right. Of it. <laughs> right. Everything you're supposed to be doing. Um, D Smith Studios um, YouTube page. We have the podcast on there and other content. Um, the Facebook page, Instagram page, all that. Um, yeah. Then we got more episodes coming. Episodes coming. Stay tuned. Let's give a round of applause for Dr. Allison. (laughs) Thank you guys for having me. I enjoyed myself. I love you too. Like I said at the first episode. I'm a fan. I've been there. I'm usually one like, oh, let's put it on TV. My kids like, that's on T. That's that lady that we know with the kids. I'm like, yeah. With the kids. Right. With the kids. They're, like, they're on TV. I was like, they sure are. They're famous. Yes. Sweet <laughs> famous. Yes. I love it. Yes. Love it. Thank you for having me. Um, any of the viewers, definitely follow me at Midwife Brittany. Brittany spelled the right way. On Instagram, Facebook. Yes, DM me with questions. I'm here to help. No matter if you are in Atlanta, Georgia, where I am, or if you are across the country. Yes, let me know how I can serve you because I literally think that this is my calling. I know this is my calling, and I'm here to serve all women and families. Love it. Awesome. Well, thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Until next time. Bye. Bye.